no guys. <laughs> no guys. Uh, so today's episode is something that might shock y'all, shock you to the <laughs> core, because today we are talking about men's mental health. Um, so today's episode is men's mental health, the extents of the detrimental effects and relevance of the actual issue. Did you think we were going to be empathetic? I think I misled them greatly <laughs> by starting off like, oh, this is going to shock you because it might have given the illusion. It's just the title. That we're going to be like, oh my gosh, guys, you know what? We actually need to talk about this because I don't want to talk about this. It's just a facade. And this is not us being like unintellectual, emotional people that are like, we just hate men and we don't want them to flourish. But that is it as well. Big slave. In the depths <laughs> of my core. In just who we are. No, but, we're joking. But surface level, okay, this is what we are saying. There's an entire thing that happens with feminism that people are always like, oh, well, it's not actually like... And especially women that are defending it because men love to say that feminism is misandry and that we just want to like hate men and like think we're superior to them. And then um, women always have to jump to the defense or to its defense and say things like, well, feminism also advocates for men's issues and we also seek to dismantle the patriarchy for male, like, advan- male, for benefit, male benefits. Yeah. And, like, it's not only about women. And then men uh, never, ever take it seriously. And they're like, oh, well, um, you know, these issues that you're talking about, like, Trying to somehow make it seem like it's our fault. Mm. Like, um, I think especially with men's mental health, there's this idea that everybody is contributing to it in the sense that everybody created the this pressure and this expectation for men that they can't be emotional and that even women are as guilty um, when it comes to how men's mental health has deteriorated and how it has been neglected over time and like throughout the years and that's what we want to address in this episode is that like things like this just make me like so tired because at the end of the day it always comes back to men wanting to blame us Mm. for their like shortfalls Mm. and for their issues and things that they started you know um with men's mental health it's like oh men i can't be like candid we're not allowed to be vulnerable we're not allowed to cry and have emotional connections with people because that makes us seem weak and that makes us seem this and society looks down on us and that's why suicide rates for men are the highest and whatever the hell else they want to say and i just want to say that it's like it always comes back to well who the hell said that men had to be like this and so Here's what it comes down to. Because I think we have, in essence, like referred to toxic masculinity in a few of our episodes. But when you are in a society, the one that holds the power in terms of the power dynamic of two sides is the one that sets the trend for the expectations. And going away from that very abstract um, description... We are in a patriarchy. Therefore, the standards for society for both men and women are set 
by men. Mm. Why? Because it's a patriarchy. Yeah. It is a society which the power is held by men. And so these expectations and these like creations of society, as you broadly put it, are really just creations and things that are perpetuated and encouraged by men. Yeah. So men's mental health being the focus and the detrimental place that it is and the fact that it's in such a bad place for so many men but it's hidden is because of men yeah i i see the side of it where it's like oh well women perpetuated as well but we were not the creators are just of it. victims of the patriarchy yes. that have internalized a belief system that yes. was forced on them so it's not like i'm saying there's no accountability for women in society for furthering this belief but you have to go even deeper than that to the root of the issue which is men have always taught society men have enforced a belief system that says that men are this women are this these are the criteria for men these are the criteria for women and any sort of deviance or difference or attempt at change is shut down because it's seen as like rebellion Mm. and especially it's seen as feminization which Mm. we see that men men see being compared to femininity and women as as an insult as an insult and a weakness to their character or to their identity as men and there's this entire thing that was so funny to me it was like men have a word for being insulted that they love to use on themselves and it's called being emasculated Mm. and where else will you see that they'll create something just to like enforce their masculinity because all they're trying to say is like oh you insulted me or you hurt my feelings Mm. but they have to be like you emasculated Mm. me like Mm. you took away my masculinity you're making me feel like i'm less of a man and what is that quote from um (sighs) crazy rich asians like i can't make you something that you're not Mm. when she's talking to her, like <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh it's like i i could never take that away from you especially if you never had it in the first place like oh boss a lot of men love to talk about how you know women are um enforcing these beliefs that they're that vulnerability and emotional connection is not acceptable but then again um it's born out of like the male view of masculinity. It's born mm. out of the fact that you guys don't want to have emotional connections with your friends because that means you're gay mm. or you're which is also another like ladylike or shallow-minded yeah. insult. Um and you guys don't want to talk about serious topics because anything that isn't dark humor or that isn't made into a funny little joke is not acceptable because being vulnerable with anyone is a sign of weakness or a mm. sign of um being less of a man or being a sigma or whatever the fuck yeah. you guys want to say. So it's 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 all these stupid phrases. And so let's let's think about this critically. Is like the greater generation and i mean greater population of men in a very detrimental space mentally right now yes but cause and effect guys like why is this an issue because of the fact that y'all view femininity and any allusion to it as a weakness mm. so what are traditionally feminine type of traits that's like being emotionally vulnerable being empathetic being aware 
talking about the state of the world around you, which men will reduce to like gossip. Yeah. Like this is oh, this is this geez. is just being gossip. That's another thing. Or this is just being like very I don't know, like self absorbed. Like you're so concerned with <clears throat> very stupid relationships little things. in your community. Um But if a like if a man wants to talk about like the state of society, he's so, like, he's being self-aware. Yeah, it's like a philosophical thing that everybody highly regards. Because as soon as you are emotionally uninvolved or emotionally isolated from a topic and you speak about it from a very, like, logical or very removed perspective, it's, it's seen as a good thing. And I think the lack of capability to empathize with yourself is what is leading to this detriment. Yeah. And let's flip this thing on its head and see it from another perspective. Whenever... Because feminism has made an attempt towards, you know... Because it's about equality and it's made an attempt towards hearing out both sides of the story. But as we said, there's been a power dynamic and there's been a means of like one person has always been in detriment... And one person, yes, they've experienced effects of the system that they've created, but it's not as big as the detriments experienced by women. So with men, this is the one thing they have to their name because they're not out there getting like assaulted to the great extent statistically. They're not out there getting um, degraded, dehumanized, dehumanized and like legally for centuries being cut off from opportunities and less than a person and being bunched in with like objects Mm, mm. and things for possession yeah um but with this little part where men are the majority statistic which i also find really funny because when it comes to like women speaking about issues that we experience like okay assault like being victims of crimes and historically being at a disadvantage legally they're like okay but men also in this like two percent way yeah okay and besides the fact that most of the time that two percent way is a man being the victim of another man okay besides that in the small and very incremental circumstance where a woman was the culprit a man was the victim they take that like one percent and, and run with it. Hold it up in the sky. Yeah. Now with the suicide rates and like the statistics in terms of who, in terms of gender, has depression and anxiety and all of these types of things, because it's men in the majority. Which might I add, it's like an eighty twenty. You know, we're not here with incremental percentages. When we say okay women face these issues too, then it's just like, no, but men are in the majority and, and you must just listen to that thing. But it's like, okay, okay. So when we say that for like the issues that we experience daily, it's nullified because you all have a piece of the pie, yeah. a slice. But then when we could turn that same argument on you, it's invalidated. Yeah. That's my first thing. My second thing with men's mental health issues and all of those things is that it's always brought up as a rebuttal. 
I'm like, y'all are not passionate about this until a woman is speaking about issues that they're experiencing and you need to have this is what a I was, response. Yeah, this is what I was going to respond with is that like a lot of men in feminist circles that are feminists, when they respond to men that make these arguments on posts that are like women talking about things that they experience, talking about how we experience the effects of the patriarchy and it's always a man being like, well, what about this? Just suicide rates. And then they'll be like, you know what? Like as a man... I know that other men do not give a shit about men's mental health. Yes. I know that this is just a little, like, bullet point in your rebuttal arguments for when women want to talk about, like... Because you just want to shut feminists. Yeah. When women want to talk about real and serious issues that have been affecting them for centuries, and you just want to have something to say so that you can make it like, oh, what are you going to say now? And... They were like, you know, if men cultivated relationships with their friends, if men had empathy for people in their lives, if men spoke on these issues without spoke, it being in yes, a rebuttal. spoke passionately on these issues and worked with feminists yes. to dismantle this side of the patriarchy that also negative negatively affects them, then maybe we could take you seriously and actually be like, yes. okay, fine, like you know what, that's a valid issue. We're gonna address it. We're gonna raise awareness about it. Let's work together. But all it ever is is a rebuttal and an exclusion it's like i think that like men saying that is just like feminism is completely useless because it cannot deal with this one issue that we have and i'm like firstly you're just completely wrong because we're making active efforts to do that but you need to bridge the gap within your psyche and recognize when you are feeding into toxic behaviors in order to change like with feminism okay internalized misogyny and being a pick-me girl that is something that you as a woman have to hold yourself accountable to in order to further feminism and make any effective change because if we all just stayed pick-me girls then everything would be backwards and we wouldn't be able to curate empathy in female relationships and then we'd both end up being very emotionally ignorant genders yeah because there's no space for vulnerability at all but with men, you're just are so ready to abscond accountability and responsibility for things. Because we're saying, sometimes you need to say, I'm responsible for this and I need to make the active change yeah. in order to see a change. Because personally, as a woman, even though I've, like men have wronged me in so many ways, if a man is going to take the time to be vulnerable and say, I'm really struggling in this regard and in an emotionally aware, not in a gaslighting, blaming, manipulative way, but in an emotionally mature way, explain how he's feeling. I'm going to listen. Yeah. No, I think it's always the idea that like everything is a woman's problem. Yeah. Like feminism is our duty. It's our duty to, to dismantle the patriarchy, even though men were the creators of it mm -hmm. and should be at the forefront and of they, this movement. So they have no place to like and then, contribute to this dismantling. Yeah, and then also men's mental health is a woman's problem as well because somehow we are the ones that are making them or forcing them to not be emotionally vulnerable. We're the ones telling them to be a man to be a man and to like you can't go to therapy. Get their acts together and to like, I don't know, somehow it's always our fault. It's always our burden to undo these harmful effects that we did not even create. It's the same thing with racism, like when black people and people of color talk about how the only way we're gonna dismantle racism is for white people to join in on the conversation and, and be aware. actively be aware and unlearn these things same thing with men feminism should be a male thing and you know what 
if you're a man of color, they they can understand that perfectly. <gasps> no, because I know where you're going with bro. that, and that is so freaking annoying to me. It's like how men of color can have a split brain mm. when it comes to because how... you can be completely aware oh. as a man. Like, because we've heard this from no, men of color. No, men of color in our lives, guys, will be the like. White people? white people because they're racist and, and they need to be aware race, yeah like institutionalized racism white supremacy and i'm like wow okay okay, okay. So, so, so literally you apply the same logic to like feminism and misogyny and the patriarchy and then everything the circuits cut the plugs get pulled they're like no it's wrong to say it's like oh well i'm like actually that doesn't make sense and i'm like you were so close you were the point <laughs> and you so close <laughs> and that, that irritates the shit out of, out of me because it just enforces the idea that they they are doing everything to further their own agenda that's the thing i'm like you're making a it's conscious not, choice. yeah it's not an unconscious it, choice. it's not that you don't know it's that you just don't, don't want, want to, to make the change yeah. and this is my my issue just in general with men like Oh my word, maybe the common thread of everything in life is a man creating a problem and then failing to take responsibility. Like, you literally can't just say sorry and change. Yeah, no, they, they create a problem, blame everybody else for it, and then expect everyone else to fix the problem while they sit back and complain about it and for the rest is, of eternity. We're not approaching this thing without any empathy in our hearts. Is it heartbreaking that people are committing suicide yes mm. but you go into the reasons why and that reasons of like okay i i didn't have a way to provide for my family or financially i i couldn't it was like unfulfilling because i'm struggling to provide or just emotionally homophobia? like homophobia there's a certain type of person that i need to be and that society expects me to be and because i differ from that um, I'm my existence is wrong. I need to kill myself, um, because I don't portray the static depiction of what a man should be. It it it, it comes down to that. And what as we've been saying, who created this idea? It was y'all. Because now think about this, right? Now just think about it. If a girl is a tomboy. If a girl displays like, oh, she's one of the boys, then men love that. They gobble it up. They're like, yeah. oh, she's a car girl. Oh, she knows about sports. Or like tomboys and everything is so embraced, like even in day-to-day life. Mm. But it, as soon as a man like hints on femininity, it's like, oh, that's gay. That's wrong. That's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, people are like viscerally disgusted and, by it. And it comes down to your own misogyny because why is it fine to lean towards like masculine things masculine interests masculine appearance yeah and behaviors and being like a like an emotionally distant woman and stuff like that like that's fine it's fine on one end but then as soon as a man tiptoes towards femininity it's like oh my gosh this is completely wrong y'all are the problem y'all are your own issue and you you're your own know. biggest ops <laughs> exactly y'all are your own biggest ops and now what i don't understand is when we say this to you it's an issue like if it comes from a feminist's mouth but then there's such a big support for otherwise extremely problematic borderline actually criminal men and then they speak three seconds on like, men's mental health is important. We're struggling as men. And then y'all praise him. Who is him? Andrew Tate. Please free no, yourself. Because there's so many things that men obviously have. And they're like, oh, well, people are complex. We can be good and bad at the same time. But yeah, listen to me. 
the good needs to outweigh the bad for you to be a good person. Yes. You can't have one second of fame on the good side and then do a million bad things and expect people to be like, oh, well, that's actually a good person. Like, he has some points that we can, like, listen to and take from. Because that's what men love to say about Andrew Tate when they are Andrew Tate simps. they like... Oh well, but like he has some points that are like valid, and he talks about and, things like, that can be valid, and I'm like, like wow, human so, trafficking. Yeah, that makes him like a good person then, because, because he had like two things that he said that that's were what I'm valid. Saying. No one's ever going to be like a completely objectively bad person in every regard, because you can take a small little belief and be like, oh, but that's a good thing that. Per- words are words like you can say a good thing and be and uh, fundamentally bad person person and that and you're still a bad person like andrew tate could like even if he didn't speak about the men's mental health thing he could have been like i don't know um chris brown was a bad guy and then everybody would have been like look look he's actually a good person he actually said something that Everybody objectively agrees. You know, what, and maybe if Andrew Tate said that, maybe all men would finally listen. But anyway, anyway, but we know that Andrew Tate is not a big thing anymore. We're not really giving him any like power or popularity. We're just saying this is an He's analogy just a good or an example. example of how men will vehemently deny or that like, there's anything being done for yeah. them in their little issues that they have and then on the same end they will be the ones that are continually perpetuating toxic toxicity because like with men who have like experiences where they try to speak up about their emotions they try to have or try to speak up with friends and then they got shut down because their friends were like oh you're being so like gay or Mm. you're being so like why are you doing this you're a man be a man Mm. or friends just straight up roasting and making fun of them for talking on how they feel on their emotions and that's a huge part of what makes or causes like trigger warning um suicide amongst men is that they don't have a community to fall back on which is what is the big problem and because women yeah like speaking to men that we know they're like you know, men, like, my friendships with my guy friends are not that deep. Like, multiple men. It's just yeah. Like, it's not it's that like, deep. I have friends, but I could never speak to them about A, B, and C. And I'm like, what? We, but that's we the link point. up and look at each other and we're like, okay, yeah, deep like emotional analysis. And, that, and you might want to f- say that that's like, you know, not everybody has friendships like that. It's not easy to find people like that. You need to cultivate those relationships for exactly. yourself. We're not saying that all 50 of our friends are Highly people that we can talk away. to yeah. and people that we can like trauma dump on. You need to find those people, cultivate those relationships, put effort into them, and then get to the point where you're like, okay, this is my support system. I am your support system. Here we go. And take accountability for a toxic mindset because we're like within female friendships where we're being like pick me ish and we are holding each other accountable in a respectful manner or where you yourself notice oh this is kind of you know this is this is not a right thing to say and then actively changing that because let me tell you and this is things that like t and i often say we were problematic people yeah like we're we're not coming from a a sense of like we have always been amazing but we didn't pop out of the womb perfect yeah be condescending we're coming from a place of like we have done and learned and we are trying to teach because it is possible to be a better person it is possible to hold each other accountable it is possible to have friends that want to grow with you and want to see you flourish and want to support you so 
in that sense, I think that men lack a lot of that emotional empathy, which means that they lack the support, they lack the community, they don't have anybody to go back to when they are struggling, which is what causes that sense of isolation and loneliness and, you know, I shouldn't be here type of mindset. Yes. And I think, like, it is sad that they are grown up and that they have been socialized and to this, like yes. be that way. But it doesn't mean that that mean that that you can point a finger at everybody else and say this is your fault. This is your fault. Mm-hmm. It means at the end of the day, like Cake was saying, that you need to stand up and take accountability and be like, okay, this is how I was grown up. I am aware that it is wrong. How can I move towards changing it and making? a better mm. like life for myself because you have the tools at your disposal to change you know if you're not going to listen to feminism which firstly like what is wrong with you wake up because this is what we're saying but also if you want to hear it from the like mouth of a man you know there are actually some upstanding philosophies of life as well to follow like recently what i've noticed is you know, the good men in my life um, <laughs> have been enlightened to, like, stoicism or, like, you know, because this was a philosophy curated by Marcus Aurelius and he's he's a philosopher and he's a, this was just a way of life that he's promoting. And stoicism is kind of like, if I ask for patience, I will be met with challenges that will test my patience so that I can grow it. it. It's very like I must go through it to grow and become a better person type of thing. Mm. And so if you don't want to hear it from us, there are many other ways to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. But also, <clears throat> like, just listen to us. But I think another thing that is that we forget is that men are not, men are not used to being uncomfortable. Yes. So with change means and accountability and responsibility. Yes, and responsibility. You're going to need to feel uncomfortable with yourself, with the people in your life. You're going to need to deal with that emotion and bring something productive from it. And men are not used to that because everything usually goes their way. And so it's like, okay, well, I don't want to do this because it means that either my friends are going to ostracize me or either my family is going to like look down on me or I will feel uncomfortable with myself and that to them is too much to sacrifice in Mm. order to like make a substantial change in their lives whereas we as women every day are dealing with Mm. feelings of discomfort of um ostracization and introspection and introspection of being looked down on by society of being criticized judged by others and we are comfortable with those feelings enough to the extent where we're like it's not enough to make me want to stop being a better person or Mm. want to to stop growing and finding ways to make my life easier for me whereas like i said men are just not they're not like at a point where they want to give up that like comfortable little cushy life where everybody says Mm. the right thing and everybody does what they want them to do and there's no challenge Mm. There's no challenge. Everything just flows nicely and is like on. It's like the plan that they have for their lives, you know? So I think that's another thing is like men just don't want to be the black sheep. And so this is the thing. I'm like, you know what? That is a very 
immature stance to take. And the bottom line is, is there empathy and is there uh, an ear ready to listen to you? Yes. Have you made the decision to be emotionally mature enough to sit down with your feelings and be vulnerable? No. It's not that there aren't any tools at your disposal. It's not that nobody wants to listen. And it's not that you're being held to an insane expectation. Sorry, I'm like banging on the table here. There's not an insane expectation that you can't meet that everyone is like, the face of the world is balanced on this. Mm. You, the, the change and the progression towards a better scope of men's mental health starts with you it starts with you sitting down and taking a decision that is uncomfortable in the moment but will ultimately lead to growth and then only will things get better it takes listening to women and not using this because when you use the suicide rates as a rebuttal to feminist debates you're making you're you're hollowing out and making it a shallow thing yeah and that is very sad because it is a very serious topic Mm, it is so in essence it's like be emotionally aware take accountability it's like if you cared we would care yeah literally and like, we do care. If you cared, we would care enough to be like, okay, cool, let us work together. But because you don't care enough, we're going to sit back and let you burn you at your out. own hands. Like, why would we help when you don't even want to help yourself? You don't want to help yourself. What's that thing? It's like you can't help someone that doesn't want you to help them. Exactly. Like, we're not going to put ourselves in a detrimental position just to make sure men um, get babied anymore. Like, No you're going to have to start doing some of the work on your own. Mm. But yeah, on a different note, <laughs> thank you for listening. And like we said, this is a serious topic. So we might have spoken about it in a way that makes it seem like we are not empathetic about certain issues. But because we are so passionate, we have decided to approach it from this angle. And we do care about like we do care about mental health we care about suicide we care about people feeling good about themselves and wanting more from their lives so we hope that this episode helped you to realize that we hope that it helped you to become self-aware or like decide how you're going to move forward Mm. and yeah like thank you for listening our instagram is at tea and cake podcast and the link tree in our bio has all our links And we will see you guys next week.